0: Reformation Fellowship provides support and fellowship to all who would stand for the Reformation of Christ's Church worldwide. We long to see the Church revitalized by the gospel and seek to encourage all who share that vision. We gather together for gospel-hearted fellowship around gospel-minded theology. We are a ministry of unity. Hello and welcome back to the Reformation Fellowship. My name is Justin Schell. I am the host of the Reformation Fellowship podcast. I'm so glad you're here today for this new episode. In fact, we are kicking off a two-part conversation today. Our guest this week and next week will be Joel Morse. Dr. Joel Morse is the Executive Director at Union and a good friend here part of the Reformation Fellowship, and uh, we're excited for these two conversations. This first conversation, we're going to talk about generosity and stewardship, and as Christians, it can be a touchy subject. As pastors, perhaps, we wonder if we are allowed to talk about it or if we're we're perceived to talk about it too much, but uh, I think what we're going to learn today, what Joel's going to help us see is that Actually, generosity flows out of the heart of God. We grow in generosity because God is generous, and uh, so we're going to look at that today. Next week, we will discuss with Joel leadership, Uh, so we want to zero in on um, leadership that is biblical, faithful, that is uh, convictions-driven, but also is, is full of Uh, of the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So uh, come back next week for that talk on leadership. But we're talking about generosity and stewardship today. And uh, let's jump right in. Joel, thanks so much for joining us here on the Reformation Fellowship Podcast.
1: Pleasure. Thanks for having me, Justin.
0: Yeah, well, we kind of have to, you know, as the as the head of Reformation Fellowship, it, oh. it seems only right that the world hear from you.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure I'm the head. Maybe it's <laughs> from my head, but
0: <laughs> I get that we're it's a it's a fellowship, it's a a flat network of of friends and and brothers and sisters. So that's good. Mm. I see the humility shine through. <laughs> Yeah, I I tried that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, thanks for joining us for this episode. We are talking about generosity and stewardship. Um, I wonder if you might just kick us off by kind of helping us understand where you first um, became interested in the topic of generosity and stewardship.
1: Yeah, thank you. Well, I think I've just put a book out um, called Big, Big Hearted. On, on the subject of generosity and why why we should be giving happily and not hesitantly. Uh, I'm also uh, there's another book in the works somewhere um where I'm I'm looking at the, the theology of Jonathan Edwards on, on stewardship. So it, it is it is an area of interest for, for me, particularly in my in my role at Union, looking looking after donors and partners, working with trusts looking at the finances um, for the ministry and getting involved with a lot of business people. I, I come from a business background, engineering from industry, so it, it's a familiar world for me, getting to know people who God has really blessed with a lot of uh, resources and also becoming part of different networks of, of donors around the world and being um, introduced to the generosity movement uh, that was kind of more recent. Um, I find for myself just being involved with some of this sort of work, uh, the sort of ministry that uh, has been pioneered, so with networks of donors, so that that was interesting as well. And for my own self, um, obviously, every Christian needs to be thinking about their giving and and how they steward their their finances and it just became a topic that sort of caught my attention as I was speaking with pastors including my own Mm -hmm. pastor and particularly as I was speaking with some of our donors hanging out with them I'd go and visit them sometimes just to call in say hi and just give give an update about how Things are going at Union, and how things are going with me. I mean, and there's always a relationship aspect to that, which I love. And I, I found myself quite often discipling them and and pastoring them, and that, that was a real surprise for me mm. to to have that opportunity of of shepherding our our, our supporters who were getting behind us and and and. And giving generously to, to to us to help to help the ministry develop, but I found that they they had you know, they had struggles in their own lives, and and God put me in some situations where I was able to do quite a bit of yeah pastoral care, and, and that was yeah that was really mm. great. But mm. quite often I'd feel if you had a bit more depth theologically, if as to, as well as to why you're giving, as to why you're doing this. It would really help you. It would really help you to be planned and and thoughtful and mindful in, in your giving and see it, see it as, a, as a ministry, as, a, mm-hmm. as something that will bring you joy, but to, to know why, to know why we should be generous. Yeah. And as I went around the generosity networks as well, doing various things, uh, setting up donor platforms um, within, within different networks, and that relates to our work with church planting, with Union Mission, as we we seek to resource church plants. Right. I just became aware that there was a there was just a shallowness in in the teaching and the training, and I'm, I don't mean that as a criticism. I really don't. But I I kept hearing that it was a good thing to do. It's a biblical thing to do, and we should just we should give because Jesus tells us to. And, and you'll have joy. And that's all true, that's all right. But it's sort of stopped there. So so very pragmatic, good sort of bringing people together and, and telling people that they should do it and they should prioritize it. And it but it was always people with, with wealth, with resources to do that um, mainly. And, and I just felt no one's really going into why. Why, why is this a good thing? Why, why should we give generously and, and happily? What's the, what's the theology there um and it, it just bothered me just sort of because I work at Union I guess and we you know we love theology at Union it it just bothered me and then I had a conversation as, as you do with Michael Reeves and shared I shared you know what I what I observed and he you know instantly jumped on it and um after after a morning we he'd written the book for me basically um, but but he yeah he sort of helped me to drill into the theology the um of it and and yeah that's really why I've done a book on it and why I'm um I've I've been interested to really do a deep dive into into the, into the theology of generosity mm. and
0: yeah yeah I think that um that journey you share there resonates with me we've my wife and our our family we raised support for 20 years uh, first as missionaries in the muslim world uh, since then in in various other other ministry roles and you often start thinking about generosity because you have got to raise support <laughs> a pastor is put into their role and they've got to pay the bills at the church they've got to maybe you know, <laughs> this, the the classic example got to lay new carpet in the church or something and so they we often come to this topic i think because we're thrown into a situation, and it's only once we get in there, I notice in my own life that I start thinking about uh, not just how to how to do that, how to get funds, but how to care for my supporters, how to think more biblically, more theologically about what's what's actually going on here when someone gives and when someone asks. Um, and I think I, I think that's probably the case for a lot of people. Most people at least that I've met um, don't start with a robust understanding of a theology of of generosity for instance and then decide to (laughs) engage the topic is that is that what you've seen as well that uh, that we often get into it because of the practical reasons but once there the Lord starts to do some stuff in our hearts oh yeah
1: absolutely absolutely I, I found it very challenging as I was writing the book. I was. I think to myself, "Oh, ouch! Yeah. That really hurts, mm. That really stings." That what I just wrote would would kind of um, rebuke me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is quite interesting. Um, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah. But as yeah, because in, in a sense, we're preaching to ourselves, aren't we? When we whether we're writing or or speaking, quite often you've got to preach to your own heart. And mm. um, I've yeah, I've certainly been a missionary as well, and done support raising and um it's it's a wonderful thing it's it's it is a wonderful gift to the church um for christians to be able to to give and to receive um mm-hmm. out of out of grace out of the overflow of generosity mm-hmm. um, and i've always been struck by particularly older christians you know we, we I'm sure we all have stories of these older christian ladies who who pray for for us and and give faithfully and and it always seems to I was thinking of um the story with George Muller and, and the the poor seamstress who stuck with him and, and partnered with him though she couldn't she couldn't give much um, mm. give all she could yeah. all she had and faithfully supported his ministry as a, as a gospel patron and yeah. that, there's a real partnership I think in in ministry with that kind of relationship with with ministers of the gospel who obviously who are in need and support to do the work and and faithful gospel patrons who 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 see the vision whether it's a local church whether it's it's a parachurch ministry or a missionary on the field um they see the vision and they and i think god gives them that partnership that gospel partnership to work together and to um his work and and mm-hmm. yeah, it is a beautiful thing i can think of a lot of stories actually yeah a history yeah. of these sorts of
0: well let's let's do that then let's um thinking of, of our listeners uh some may find themselves now leading churches and and wondering what what's this gonna look like there or they are in ministry in some other capacity um maybe take us into the word for a little bit what does as you began to study and write and, and look at the writings of men like Jonathan Edwards, um, What what's the word teach us about this topic of generosity and stewardship?
1: I think it's got a lot to say.
0: Yeah, big question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think where I'd start is, is really, it's, it tells us a lot about God. Uh, and I think our, 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 the way that we view and steward our, our wealth, our, our stuff, our resources, and the way that we give tells us a lot about our own theology and knowledge of, of God, um, because because of who God is, and, and if if God is this loving, overflowing, outflowing, generous God that's giving of himself, that's giving of his life, pouring himself out um for us, to us, flowing out, out to us, then and we, we are meant to be in union with him. We're meant to be, you know, that we're, we're, when we become Christians, that we're we're in Him and we're receiving from Him, and we're we're growing to be like Him. Then, then, then we too surely must become like that, like that, gen, happily generous, outflowing, um, mm-hmm. overflowing of love and, and life, giving of ourselves yeah. to others. It like He is m- more and more. And I think this sort of strikes the very heart of 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 who God is, um, and and it's this sort of Trinitarian theology that you see in the Reformation that, as the, the Father is eternally loving His Son through the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, the Son loves the Father back, revealing Him. Um, you know, and we we are caught up in that. We are we are in Christ. In union in Christ, um, and so we we've got to be like that too. It's the core of, of the Christian life, really. That that we are not clenched and sparing, but that we are cheerfully generous like our God. Mm. And we, uh, you know, we can't just all be, be all talk in in this matter. You know, there, there is a practical, you know, outworking of it. There, there has to be a practical working mm. of it. Um, if we're still hoarding and grudgingly giving. You know, we we're speaking about our own hearts, and and it also we're speaking about our own relationship with with the Trinitarian life-giving God, mm. and so oh, our yeah. view of, of Him, and and it so it sort of betrays us. So this this really does strike at the heart of, of every, every believer. Really um, needs to grapple with this, and I think I think a lot of this has been lost. Um, as I went back to look. Uh, different characters from church history like you know Spurgeon and George Muller and you know you've got people like Newton as well with his patron Thornton um this this was in the the fabric of the church in the DNA of the church in the Victorian Mm. times in you know in, in in times gone past this is what people just did and um was a was just a a spirit It was a discipline in the church a spiritual discipline in the church and and i i felt as i was putting this book together i felt like that we to a large extent we've lost that from our collective memory we've lost that from our dna in the church that we because of consumerism because of our individuality um it's my money to do as, as i want um well worldliness really um we've kind of Lost that that sort of alternative um, economy from from yeah from our our minds and and mm. our practices and so I really want to seek to recover that to in our churches and I think I think that a lot of the gospel uh, sorry of the the generosity movements and networks are 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 trying to do that are working to do that at at some level but it it really needs to permeate through the whole church not just mm. for the wealthy people with the means to, to really give a lot of money, but every church member, every Christian yeah. should be yeah. living like this because of the theology, because of God. This is who yeah. God is.
0: Before we get back to our conversation, we want to let you know how you can become a member of the Reformation Fellowship. You've heard our heart here in interviews. You You hear it every time a new episode opens up. We're here to gather like-minded, like-hearted gospel ministers to uh, know one another, to encourage one another, and to partner together for the Reformation of Christ Church worldwide. That's what we're about. And if that's your heart, you can go to reffellowship.org and register a free membership. That gets you access to some some discounts, some free goodies, access to—we're going to we're gonna do some live live conversations through zoom with church leaders with leading theologians and scholars as well so go there to to find out all about the benefits of membership but i do want to draw your attention to one more benefit march 22nd 2022 in naperville illinois we're going to host a reformation fellowship gathering it is a gathering for members of the fellowship and special invitees only so we hope you'll join the fellowship And we also hope you will consider joining us for what we're calling the Welcome to the Fellowship Gathering. This is a gathering of pastors, planters, theologians, and leaders seeking to know and encourage each other, as well as to consider an invitation to greater gospel unity and partnership. The schedule will include plenary addresses by leaders such as Michael Reeves, Dane Ortlund, and Dustin Binge, as well as specific times for intentional networking and fellowship. It's a one-day gathering hosted by Naperville Presbyterian Church there in Naperville, Illinois. Again, go to reffellowship.org to join the Reformation Fellowship and to find details about the Welcome to the Fellowship Gathering. That's March 22nd, 2022. We hope you'll put it on your calendar and we hope to see you there. Yeah, that's um, that's, that's great. I, I'm, I've been in Genesis... Recently, and and as you're speaking, what what comes to mind is Genesis one, where the God you're describing, Father, Son, and Spirit, overflows in creation. Right? He's mm-hmm. he's just spoken all things into existence. He's given life. He breathes life into the man. And then it says uh, in verse twenty six, God blessed them. So he's even that he's blessing. He's giving out. God blessed them and said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply." This idea of I've just overflowed with blessing in mm. creation you're made in my image do what i do be fruitful and multiply that's 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 what i'm like yeah. um you're my you're my creation you're my my vice regents on this earth uh, be fruitful and multiply be like me image me to the world life, um, life even from the very beginning just uh, to yeah. see his nature showing up in 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 that call for humanity to to, to cultivate to to be generous to steward, yes. yeah, that's that's great.
1: Yeah, well, I mean the the like you said, the life overflows; that uh, it, it flows from their union together, mm. as, as they reflect the Godhead, the union of mm. Godhead and. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's 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 wonderful.
0: You've you've mentioned a couple times um, a few characters from church history. I wonder, um, do you have a, a, a favorite stewardship? generosity story from church history or a favorite uh, and, and favorite may not be the right word but uh one that um is most enlightening for you or challenging for you uh, a person or an, an event come to mind
1: it's, yeah there's one that's that's more it's in a sense it's more dear to my heart because of uh, it's it's in wales it's geographically near though mm. so I, I do like the story about thornton and, and newton john thornton mm-hmm. Um, who was a, a Christian businessman? You know, he really underpinned Newton's ministry with with mm. his generosity. Newton being obviously being uh, the famous pastor, writer, and, and hymnist, an ally of Wilberforce. Th- Thornton was a was a merchant um, and then a director of the Bank of England, so really mm. high high level guy. But he. He, you know, he really partnered with the ministry of, New- of John Newton. And that's, that's a wonderful example of gospel patronage. And, and not just patronage, I mean, it, it's it's, re- it's a real partnership. They were really in it together. I, I love that. And, I, and you can see mm. this through the Great mm. Awakening as well um, with um, Lady Huntington and what she did around... The UK and, and Wales and church planting, and also there, there's sort of start of the 1900s. There are stories in Wales as well uh, from the coal fields of Wales of of mine owners whose names escape me, uh, but they they basically funded what was called the Forward Movement with with Frank and Seth Joshua. Um, Huge outreach to English-speaking coal miners and English-speaking mm. people across across Wales. It established lots of, planted lots of churches, and and mm. these coal uh, coal field owners, these coal mine uh, coal mine owners, had a real concern for their workers. They they had a a spiritual concern. They 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 built. Um, Facilities for them, leisure facilities, and and they cared for them physically, but they also wanted to spiritually care for them, and establishing lots of new churches around the mines was mm. one way they could do that. And oh, wonderful. You, again, you just see this this link, this partnership between work, business, industry, and and ministry and the gospel, uh, and I think that's just. So it's very puritan, isn't it? It's sort of the whole of life that that's you know it, it's 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 applicable. The the truth is applicable to all of life. The gospel is flows through all of life and and transforms. And it's not compartmentalized, but but it's it's all the Lord's, and and so wonderful to see. There's no like barrier, you know, between where well, I think you see that today. There's almost like a um, a glass wall between ministry people that do ministry and people that have you know businesses or resources to and they need they want to to support ministry and they want to get behind what the Lord's doing but there is a little bit of a disconnect and I think that needs to be you know addressed and broken down that mm. that that sort of border between almost like a suspicion where you know people can be guarded against or you know, they're after my wealth and and, um, and ministry people really need help and, and just finding ways of, of connect. That's what we've been doing um, in some of these um, networks is trying to connect the resources and the wealth to where, where they need to go. So with Union Mission, we've been presenting church planting projects to, to potential donors, introducing them and and connecting the funds to where they they need to go and, and Mm -hmm. that's been a huge joy. Just feel like we need to get back to that sort of more healthy and open discussion in the church around generosity and and stewardship that is for everybody to be, you know, to be part of.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Can I just take you back to, um, you asked me earlier about the word and um, Mm -hmm. you talked about Genesis, which is great. Also another, another, passage that really struck me um and this is a kind of a, a ministry philosophy really but it's 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 what well, it's, the, it's the ten commandments um mm. but when jesus answers in mark's gospel chapter 12 um describes question about what you know what is the greatest commandment jesus said that you should love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind with all your strength the second is this that you should love your neighbor as yourself. And that's really been a help for me um, in the motivation of our you know our good works. Where, where should our good works come from? Where should our giving, our generosity come from? that it's not it's not of myself. It's not flowing out of my own good works, my own goodness um, mm. because our good works need to flow out of us loving God. Out of yeah. our loving God, and because we love God, we can love others as ourselves and do good things, good works for them, and that's really the overflow of, of gospel generosity, mm. um, yeah. And sort of the heart of the Ten Commandments, and um, and I think is the, the ministry philosophy of a lot of churches as well. So, a really a roadmap for us for how we can achieve the kind of profound generosity and good works that we see in the Bible.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great.
1: As God, we um there's a work in us as well, isn't he? he? He does mm. he does a, a work in our hearts that he enlarges our hearts. It's transformative. It's it's reformation of of our inner inner being.
0: Yeah, that's right. Joel, um what happens if the church starts to get this right? What um uh, I, I hear your your plea with the church. Um, let's let's think deeper about this let's uh, correct course let's learn from those who have done this well what what happens in you know here in 2021 mm. um if the church gets this right
1: i mean we it's very easy to generalize and say oh we're not giving enough money to ministry or we're not being generous enough or we're not being happy in in our giving it, it's got to start at the heart isn't it it's got to be at the heart level where that where that really begins, that that we we get our, our view of God right, that we we know we know him better. And and that that just unlocks our love. And it it it, it should just be that outpouring. It 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 almost it, it has to happen if if we have the right view of God, if if we if we grow in that, that that happy, cheerful, h- hilarious, you know, almost generosity should bubble out in yeah. how we treat each other. I mean, it's because there's so many outputs, isn't it? It's not just financial, but it's it's being big-hearted to, to um one another, loving mm. each other more and yeah. being more generous in how we treat each other. But also it's it should be um physical, it should be you know maybe resources, maybe the stuff that we have. It's not holding on to the things that we hold on to. And instead of like sucking in stuff and drawing in more and more stuff that you don't need you know it's, it's giving out isn't it it's almost like it's a polar opposite how can we give mm. out how can we pour ourselves out in effect like like Jesus does I I, I mean th- this is the kind of thing I mean Spurgeon talks about it if we saw this in the church what what mm. impact could that make yeah this is what he, this is what Spurgeon says let let men give as liberally as they may you can always proclaim the value of their gift you can cast it up and reckon its worth but God's gift is unspeakable and reckonable you cannot fully estimate the value of what God gives the gospel is is a gospel of giving and forgiving we may sum it up in those two words hence when the true spirit of it works upon the Christian he forgives freely he also gives freely the large heart of God breeds large hearts in men and they who live upon his bounty are led by his spirit to imitate that bounty according Mm. to their power. I mean, Mm. wow, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) it's pretty good. Um, What if, what if we could be like that? And what would that unlock that? I mean, when I, when I handle, obviously we we're handling a lot of um, grant applications at union with church planting and, there's never enough there's there's never enough to go around there's never enough for for the, every church plant and obviously we they they look at, they look to other sources for for help as well um mm-hmm. which is good but it just feels like that you look at just if you look at Europe alone without looking at Africa or Asia um the need for ministry is enormous the need for resourcing and and support I, I know it is because I, I, I get to see it. It's it is enormous. And I mean, people people are suffering and people, you know, ministry leaders and pastors, they're gonna do it anyway. But it's it's like I wish we could resource that better. I wish we could unlock. And I just feel if we could if we could get this right in the church, what 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 that could do for your church, for your individual local church, but also what it could do for the church around the world to be able to have enough resources to, to support the people that God is raising up. I mean, God God is resourcing. Um, mm. Sometimes I feel like we're reluctant, you know, we're reluctant givers. And mm. I think that's the difference. It's, it's are we giving reluctantly? or Are we giving happily? Mm. And I think if we're giving happily, we're giving from that bounty that Spurgeon talked about. We're giving from big hearts, not small, clenched hearts. Mm. Um, yeah. I think I think it could be enormous the impact. Not just, again, not just financially. I think in all sorts of ways the impact could be huge.
0: Yeah.
1: Obviously the the gospel is the gospel itself is 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 all about giving, and I think when we give of ourselves freely, we really um, point to the gospel and point to Christ, giving of Himself. But mm. uh, I'm not I'm not saying we all we need to be about works. And not the gospel, and speaking the gospel, um, not at all. Yeah. But it would be good if 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 our works could could help the gospel, um, could help gospel ministry, and um, help support what God is doing.
0: Mm. Yeah the the picture for me that comes up when I think of glad giving, I think of the invitations in in the Old Testament to give to the tabernacle or the temple, and and uh, usually the you have a verse that says something like, um, you know, and, and each man, each family gave from their hearts um, or uh, and all in whom the Lord moved on them gave. And often you you find that at some point someone has to say, OK, we've, we've got too much now. You, you need to stop giving. We don't we don't need we don't need this much. This is more than we need. And that joyful spirit led uh, overflow that that funds the worship of God, that funds the ministry that that's aimed at the glory of God in the world. Mm. Uh, Just just such a beautiful picture. Um, As we as we come here to the end of the episode, Joel, help us. We we want to encourage folks to get your book, Big Hearted. Um, are there other resources that you might recommend on this topic um, maybe some some you've mentioned some church history stories yeah uh, you mentioned some other agents. things what comes to mind around the same time as my book came out
1: there was another another great book called the generosity project by mm. Tony Payne and Jeff Robson and that that's really helpful that's that's kind of a kind of course format with reflective bits and it's a mm. study. So I, I definitely recommend that. That's from Matthias Media. That's definitely worth looking at. Um, gospel Patrons book by John Reinhardt. John's a good guy um, from the US. And I'm not sure who publishes this, but it's basically Gospel Patrons, People whose generosity changed the world. That's a great read. And that's just full of great stories, Yeah, which I think I used one or two from there as well in my book. Yeah. So definitely look at that for inspiration. Another good book, a bit more practical, is by Mark Dillon, Giving and Getting in the Kingdom. And also there's, obviously, everyone knows Randy Alcorn, on, on generosity as well. So that, that they're, they're all worth looking
0: at. Yeah. Wonderful. I know our readers will appreciate those recommendations. We love resources around here. Uh, Joel, thank you so much for making some time to be with us and we're, we're excited. We're going to have you back for the next episode as well. So dear listeners uh, come back next week as we talk with Joel Morris about leadership uh, until then. God bless. We're so glad you've joined us here on the Reformation Fellowship Podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And please, in all those places, do not hesitate to reach out. Let us know how we can serve you, pray for you, serve your churches in any way possible. God bless.